Hello and welcome to the After Sermon Podcast 2019 Christmas Special. It's our annual tradition to celebrate the Christmas season by looking back at the year and sharing what we're thankful for and the amazing things that God has done for us. So join us as we celebrate the happiest time of the year. Merry Christmas to all our listeners around the world. Thank you for joining us on our Christmas special today. Before I go any further, let me introduce our esteemed guests and fellow hosts of the podcast. First of all, Michael Godfrey joining us. Hey, hey. And of course, we have Kiralee Josie. Hello. Well, I'm just saying, let's get straight into the festivities. Let's get straight into the fun. And we're going to start off by sharing some of the things that have happened to us this year and specifically we want to share some of the things that uh that we've seen god do in our lives this year uh we really Mm. enjoy kind of looking back at the year and really just kind of being thankful and looking back at the the things god has done for us and yeah i suppose just sharing with you the experiences we've had with god and his character and love so I think we'll just kick it off. Michael, would you like to share with us a story from your year? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so this year has been, as, as most years are, it's, it's had definitely ups and downs. There have definitely been points uh, throughout the year where I've felt close to God and I've very clearly seen God moving and God working, not only in my, lives, my life, but also the lives of those around me. But then in the, at the same time, there's definitely been a lot of stressful situations as well where where I, I think you can kind of echo people in the Bible like like David and uh, and kind of cry out to God a bit and say, God, where are you? I can't really can't really see you, I can't really feel you right now. Um, I guess specifically specifically uh, there was a point uh, a few weeks ago it's been it's been pretty busy with work and term four as as a new teacher is probably the busiest of all and um just just a lot of things at this point in time were, were happening all at once there was a lot of a lot of stress that was all kind of piling up on top whether that be due to you know normal things like report writing and, and marking that you take home after school after you've been working all day or um or just other you know things happening in your personal life it just felt like everything was kind of kind of hitting me all at once um and just um there was this. There was this one night where I just was feeling a bit overwhelmed, and I decided to just take some time to to go for a bit of a walk and just clear my mind. Were just uh, several passages that that really inspired me, and and there was one in two Corinthians, but this one actually probably stands out the most. This one's comes from Philippians chapter four, uh, and it's Paul speaking, and he just says, Philippians chapter four. He says, um. Uh, it's it starts in verse ten, and he's he's speaking and he says, "I rejoice in the Lord greatly um, that you were concerned. You you were concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. You know, I'm just here, and I'm kind of this is around the point where I, I I'm kind of questioning. I'm kind of feeling a bit far from God, and um, and um, yeah, just starting to see his his leading, I guess, and his guidance at that point, and. Um, Paul speaking and he continues and he says, not that I'm speaking of being in need. He says, I've learned in whatever situation I'm in to be content. 
I think it's cool that he says he's learned to be content, like contentment. This is the thing that I was kind of searching for at the time. I was like, I wish I could just kind of put this all aside and just feel content. Paul's like, I've learned how to be content. He keeps going and he says, I know how to be brought low. And he says, I know how to abound. And he says, in any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger and also abundance and need. So he's like, you know, I, he's, I know what it's like to have nothing. I know what it's like to have everything. And he says, in all of these things, he goes on to verse 13, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we, we, that's a very popular verse, and it's one that you see posted everywhere. You know, there's this idea that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But the lead up to it was really powerful to me, kind of reading those verses before it and being like, wow. So, you know, it doesn't, it, it shouldn't matter whether we are on top of the world or we feel like we're down the bottom in every circumstance, we can do everything, not in our own strength, but through God who strengthens us. And so that to me was a really big wake up call and a really big, um, just, it was like God saying to me, just, just trust in me and really trust, you know, it, it might feel like things are falling apart at the moment, but they can be held together because of me. And so that, yeah, really strengthened me and encouraged me. That's kind of my story. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. So to our listeners at home, let's say if they're going through some similar experience where, you know, it could be just the stresses of life, uh, it could be them dealing or struggling with sin, it could be any number of things. How do you, how would you say that from your experience and from what you've been reading, people can get that sense of peace and contentment? Um, honestly, and it's going to sound a bit cliche, I I would say you need to stop focusing on, and, and, and this is, this is rich coming from me because this is exactly what I was doing. It's, it's easy for us to focus on the, the problem to focus on all of those, those things that you know, we feel like are going wrong and it also is easy to, for us to try and fix things. For me, I, I feel like I try and fix things in my own strength. I kind of go out and I say, oh, I, you know, I feel like this and so I'm going to do these things to try and change, change it. But, but God really clearly tells us, I think he just says, just surrender it to me. He says, you know, it, what you're doing, trying to fix it in your own strength is you're leaving me out of the picture and I mean, I know you better than you know yourself. So all you need to do is just bring it to me and just uh, just let me handle it. And that might feel like a loss of control, but it's not because if God's in control, that's the best place you can be in. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Kira, what about yourself? How has your year been so far? How has the year 2019 treated you? Yeah, um... I think it's a fair assessment, a fair thing for me to say that 2019 has been the worst year of my life. Oh, just no. a fact. <laughs> just a fact. Um, but that doesn't mean that there hasn't been really good parts and really great things that have happened. Um, but I've just had a lot go on. Um, I had, so I was lucky enough to get a job at the beginning of the year to teaching Bible um, to high school, so years 7 through 10, and that was really cool, and I did that for three days a week. But while I was doing that, I was also finishing off my studies full-time to be a teacher as well, so I was sort of 
doing the job before I was properly finished. Um, so I, I was pretty run off my feet with that, but that all sort of went well, all finished. But then I had a few family issues as well with three people in my immediate family and there's only five of us um, being hospitalised throughout the year as well for various reasons. So a lot of health concerns for people in my family, a lot of stress. It seemed like things just wouldn't stop happening. But what's really cool is that I did feel God's presence big time throughout this year. Um, just times where I was down or, you know, even just before something really bad was going to happen, I just had, you know, felt God's presence. So I had these songs pop into my head just out of nowhere. And I was like, why is this song in my head? Like, I didn't even, I, I haven't been listening to this recently or anything, but it had this really cool message and a message I could take with me throughout the next thing that was going to happen. Um, and yeah, it's been really, it's been wild. Um, but something else that's really cool and I guess a, a testament and a testimony to, to God is that this year I actually got the highest grades that I've ever achieved throughout <laughs> college. Wow. Um, wow. so I ended up, yeah, so I, I did really well and I ended up graduating like with it, with a distinction, but, um, so I was just, you know, even though I had all this stuff going on, I think God was still blessing me because I didn't have the time to do, you know, better on my assignments than what I'd done before. Like, even as well, because I like throughout my degree, I always, I always worked hard, but this year was just totally different in terms of the returns I was getting. Like I was just doing better and it was just, yeah, very... Very strange, but really cool to see, I think, God bless, because I, whenever my friends were like, what are you doing? Like, how are you doing this? How is this happening? I just say, no, it's not, it's not me. <laughs> like, I think, I think it's God. Like, that's the only thing that it could be, because this is working out way too well, this study stuff. So, yeah, I think, hard year, but God was close by. Um, so, throughout, I think... Maybe the part that teaching students fear the most in their degree is when they go on a prac. I don't know, maybe some people love them, but they were terrifying. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I like finding myself a Bible verse that is sort of like my theme verse every time I would go on a teaching placement. And um, a verse I found, and I actually got it, it's a 2018, one of my verses for then, but then it sort of became my verse for the year. Um, and it's found in Matthew 19, verse 26, and they're talking about salvation and how everyone can be saved. And um, Jesus is telling his disciples, um, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And I think that just is a verse that really speaks into what God did in my year. That's awesome. Well, um, my story of the year, it's the, it's the weirdest one that happened to me this year. Um, I did, uh, sort of a, uh, sort of equivalent of a placement, uh, for ministry and theology. Uh, they call it an externship. And the idea is that you basically spend about two weeks basically doing full ministry. Um, and so for this, I was staying with a recent church plant along the central coast, 
And the way that they would get into contact with the community was by doing lots of door knocking. And I'd done a lot of door knocking in the past, but it had generally been for like fundraising stuff. Uh, so, you know, like, hi, I'm with this charity, money please. Or uh, I'd done a little bit of door to door asking for Bible studies as well. But this was literature evangelism, uh, which for our listeners is different from asking for Bible studies. Literature evangelism is focused on giving people books, uh, spiritual books, and selling them. And it's an interesting dynamic because some people, when they initially hear that, they go, well, why are you selling the books? Why aren't you giving them out for free? And as soon as um, you think of that, you begin to think of all the free stuff that's been given to you and you go, oh, that's right, I never looked at that, ever, or I threw that in the bin, because any time you're given something for free, it, it doesn't hold any value to you most of the time, you know, you don't cherish it, whereas if you give a few dollars, it's something that you've bought now, you've got actual personal investment in it. So the idea is that we get this good literature out there, uh, we're guaranteeing that people are going to read the books, and it also covers some of the expenses of these people who honestly are going out there every day, week in, week out. Um, and so I really learned a lot from hanging out with these people who do this on a regular basis, because I, I'm a very actual, I'm actually a very shy and reserved person, like I do not like talking to strangers. Um, and knocking on doors is about the... It, uh, yeah, it's about the, the worst situation you can put yourself in to talk with a stranger. Like, it, I, yeah, I honestly can't yeah. think of anything off the top of my head <laughs> that's worse than knocking on someone's door and saying, I'm here to try and sell you stuff. Like, no one likes that guy. <laughs> so it's a, hard, it's a hard pitch to get people to um, buy these books. But uh, I started off doing it with someone else, and so we kind of took turns, and I'd observe and watch and learn from them. And as we were, uh, as I was talking with one guy, Bruce, he said to me, so what do you think about it? I said, yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it. Um, I said, I don't know if it's my spiritual gift, but, you know, I'll, I'll keep trying at it. You know, I want to improve as best as I can, even though it might not be um, what I'm naturally talented at or might not be a gifting that I have from God. But, you know, I, I said, the only way I'll find out is if I keep trying. So uh, that afternoon, we finished up and I went to go grab some dinner. Uh, and so I went to Subway, ordered myself a beautiful Subway footlong. And as I'm eating, there's no one else in the store. Very good choice. I know. Uh, <laughs> they got... Did you, they got rid of my favorite bread, but we won't talk about that. What? Oh, no. Not Subway. They got no. rid of Honey Oat. Oh, well, honey oats. okay, well, that's not the best. Oh, so okay. let me guess, like Italian herbs cheese. and cheese. Oh, mm. <laughs> oh <laughs> <Yep>. disgusting. <laughs> I will give it a close second. Well, maybe it is top now that there's no Honey Oat. But there I was, enjoying my beautiful... Italian herbs and cheese subway and I just get this I don't know whether to phrase it as conviction or heard a voice whatever it was this idea just kind of came to my head uh, which was purely 
go talk to the subway people. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, uh, I don't know where that came from, but we're not doing that. Okay. And I'm trying to eat my subway and I'm trying to ignore it, but I just keep hearing over and over in my head this idea, hey, go talk to the subway people. And I'm just thinking, why? Why would I go talk to the people working at Subway? Like, that's so dumb. Why would I do that? I'm just here to eat dinner, buy some groceries, and go back home. So I go to the groceries, and I'm, uh, you know, getting my food, and it keeps coming in my head over and over again. I'm, I'm sick of it by now. And I go to the car, and I'm sitting in the car, and I cannot bring myself to turn the key into ignition because I know I have to go talk to these subway people, but I don't want to. I just want to go home. I really don't want to go talk to these strangers. And uh, I just go, fine, fine, God, I'll go do it. Um, but I was so scared. And so I kind of like paced and walked in front of the subway for like solid 10 minutes before I went in, probably looking like an absolute creeper, like I'm about to rob the place or something. But... I walk in and I just walk straight to the counter and I go, hi, hi, um, do you guys really do anything while you're waiting for people to uh, order? And they go, uh, we just kind of clean. And I say, do you mind if I talk with you guys while you clean? And I'm dying inside. I'm so done, man. Uh, that's my amazing. gut has dropped and my whole body's shaking. It's <laughs> like, I don't like talking to strangers, let alone oh, doing let something alone. crazy like <laughs> this. And so I just start talking with them. Uh, they're behind the counter, you know, mopping or whatever. I'm just like, oh, you know, what are you doing? Oh, what are you studying? All this sort of stuff. And in my head, I'm thinking, you know what? They, oh, they probably think I'm like trying to hit on them. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, I've just got told to come here like this. And someone comes in to order, and so I quickly just say, "All right, I, I, I won't hold you guys up. You go order." So I go and sit down at a table, and I pull out my uh, my phone straight away and just turn to the uh, story. Uh, where God talks to Moses and Moses is like, but God, I don't know what to say. And God's like, chill, Moses, I'll tell you what to say. So I said, all right, God, I'm claiming this. I don't know what to say. So you do this. And I said, the other deal is if I'm going to present the gospel to these people, I can't have anyone else come in here and interrupt me with an order. I said, God, I can't like be... And then Jesus got crucified, and then somebody has to make some honey oat sub. Like, I can't leave them like that. So I said, if I'm going to do this, no one can walk in, like, for however long. And so the person, they grab their order, they leave, and so it's just me and the subway staff again. And so I walk up to them, I said, look, I don't want to hold you up any longer, you know. Um, I don't want to take up your time, so I'll just tell you why I'm here. I said, <laughs> I just went, so I'm here because God told me to come talk to you. <laughs> and again, I'm like, I'm dying. And, uh, I said, I, I, I just heard this voice in my head say, go talk to these people. And I said, I, I said, I didn't want to, I'm terrified. I'm scared because I don't usually do this, but uh, I would not be able to, you know, my conscience would not let me sleep tonight if I didn't come and just talk to you guys. So I said, look, I usually do a little talk with people. It's like two minutes. 
would you be happy for me to do that? And they said, yeah, sure. And I just gave them like a brief kind of, um, basically the gospel in like two minutes. Um, and I said, do you have any questions? And one of the girls asks, she says, have you ever had like a supernatural experience? And I said, well, yeah, all the time. I said, anytime you get an answer to prayer, that's a spiritual experience. And then I realized, I said, you're in a spiritual experience now. I said, I, I don't want to be here. I wanted to go home, but God told me to come talk to you. So you're in the midst of a spiritual experience right now. And the girl says, you know what? Um, I was just praying to God last night. Because she said, I've been to church for a while. And she shared her testimony about how she'd come into the church. And it was crazy. Uh, it was a really crazy testimony. So she shared her full testimony. And then she said, but recently I haven't been doing that well with my faith. And so I prayed to God last night. I said, God, I'm not doing well. I really need you to send someone in my life to kind of give me a boost, kind of motivate me to get back into this swing again. And she said, just you coming in here with this gusto and being unapologetic and unashamed of your faith to the point where you're talking to strangers has inspired me like this was the answer to my prayer um and that took me that took me aback and i spoke with the other girl the other girl had some more questions as well and she wasn't uh, a christian but as i kind of walked away from that experience i realized that not only had I unwittingly been an answer to someone's prayer, but really I was kind of just there to be a catalyst to get this other uh, girl to give her testimony in front of her coworker. Like, who really cares what Christopher says? You know, I'm a stranger, but her coworker is someone who she works with consistently and someone she trusts. And so to hear her give her testimony would have been much more impactful than to hear anything from me. So part of my purpose being there was just to get someone else to open up about their faith, really. And so I I just uh, said to the, uh, the lady who wasn't a Christian, I said, well, look, if, you know, anything at all has kind of piqued your interest, um, you can find the Bible anywhere online and, you know, read the first chapter of, I think I said Mark, I picked a gospel, and I said, I said that's where you can find out more uh, and that's where you're going to find out what, like, all of this is about, why I'm here, why your co-worker is a Christian, like, that's where you're going to find it. And I walked out from there, like, completely shook, like, uh, honestly, I was shaking, and I drove back home, and I was staying with the people at the church plant, and I go back to Bruce, the guy I was talking about, about boldness, and I go, uh, hey, Bruce, you'll never believe what happened to me today. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was incredible. It was an incredible experience to see how really everyone there in that subway was impacted by someone there. So uh, I learned a lot about courage and boldness. In turn, um, I'd helped that lady uh, with her answer to prayer. And in turn, she had been able to help her co-worker by sharing her testimony as well. So it was this really weird, weird story where I just talked to the people at Subway and somehow God made it all work. And I, I, I don't know how. I don't know how. <laughs> That's but, right. But it's such a humbling experience too for you to be used as a catalyst like like that. I mean, and it takes a yeah. step of faith 
on on your part, but that's that's just all that's just all more to the glory of God. That's really, right. To see that whole thing pan out. And I'll tell you what, like, it's convicting to think that that was such a struggle for me to to do something like that. Um, pardon me. Like, uh, I'm not one to ever be shy about my faith. Um, I'll preach, and I'll preach at you. Um, if we're in a Sabbath school class, I hope to convict you. But I realized that's because it's always on, like, my terms, right? This is in a church environment where... I'm I'm capable of doing that. Even if someone initiates a spiritual conversation with me, I'm like, buddy, I'm there. But I realized as soon as I was put outside of my element and uh, there was no precedent for what I was doing, how kind of shaky I was a bit in my faith. Or uh, in my courage, I should say. My courage to share my faith. And it was super convicting um, to think about that. And... Even still, God was like, oh, I'm sure I can use you. Even though I was being so... Um, trying to do everything I could to ignore that idea from coming back into my head, God was still like, yeah, I'm sure I can use this pleb somehow. So, yeah, it was a, it was a very cool experience. All right, well, let's get into some of our favorite articles that we read this year. So... As you will know, we publish every fortnight a new article on the Mighty Warrior Ministries website. That website is the go-to place for all your needs if you'd like to hear more from us at the After Sermon Podcast. And we like to share what some of our favorite articles were at the end of each year. Uh, not only to kind of encourage all of our fellow writers and fellow co-hosts here at the podcast, but also to give you an idea of what are some of the, the standout articles, some that we really resonated with that we think you would also enjoy reading as well, if you haven't read them already. So let's get started. Uh, Kira, would you like to start with one of your top picks? So how about we'll do uh, our, I suppose, favorite pick, and we'll go through that. And then we'll all do our runner-ups um, again afterwards. So take us through your number one, the name, the author, and why you liked it. Okay. Um, my favorite article, I think, was Unquestionable Character, and that was by Emily. Oh, nice. And, yeah, I, I really liked that one because I think we've all had people sort of think differently about us to the way we think about us about ourselves or the way that we deserve to be thought about mm. um and i think it's really cool that hey it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks all that matters is what god thinks yeah it's really cool awesome what about yourself michael you got a top pick sure uh that's it's actually a very hard decision because i it is I isn't several it? picks that i thought were really up there uh top pick from this year yeah it's um uh the top pick uh, I'm, I'm really just weighing up these two in my mind uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think i'd have to go with one by by emily as well um her article called clarity ah, uh, nice. i don't know if that rings a bell for for you i mean it probably does <laughs> we're all part of the site um Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just, I really appreciated the the perspective that she gave in that article from her own personal experience and then just, um, just, just how she 
she unwrapped and unraveled that that whole argument. How she talked about how um, life with God gives you clarity. Um, that that's that's the perspective with which you you view the world. Um, I know there's more to it than that, and I could I could go on for a while about it. But um, to me, that that really stood out to me. Well, allow me to jump in, Michael. My top pick was also clarity. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, coincidentally enough, I, uh, I really liked it uh, because, and this is kind of cheating, you'll see in my runner-up as well, uh, I'm kind of cheating, but my cheat is that I, I, like the, I like the articles where I can go, hey, I know about that person and their life, this resonates with me, like, <laughs> um, and so for this article, as Emily was kind of unpacking how... Um, Particularly in hindsight, a lot of the time when we're experiencing things in the moment, it's difficult to see what God's doing. And then when we look back, we can go, oh, right, I see it all now. We see the big picture, which is kind of another reason why we like to do this year in review. After a full year, we have the benefit Mm. of hindsight to go, ah, that's what God was doing for us this year. And so with this story, um, she particularly talks about a mission trip that um, a lot of the uh, our youth group went on and I, I, yeah, I liked reading about that and getting her insights, a different perspective on a trip that I went on as well. And, uh, yeah, I just love that idea of, we might not see clearly right now, but if we give it some time, as you look back, you can see where God has been leading you in every step and every direction. And you really get this kind of sense of gratitude and thankfulness because you go, whoa, God's been doing a lot for me. So there you go. Look at that's that, right. Emily. She stole all the yeah. top picks. Look at that. She did. That's right. And I really did like how... Um, <laughs> Go, Emily. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, uh, the, the future, I think, is is something you, you can kind of look forward in, and it can stress you out a little bit. I heard something recently. Um, someone gave me really good advice. They said, um, it, we, we can get anxious about things that are happening in the future, but they're not happening right now. Um you, the the best thing that we can do is just just focus on um, what's happening right now and, and really exercise faith and, and just trust that God has the future covered based on what He's done for you in the past and looking back at all, back at all those experiences mm. in the past really really reinforces that so that's kind of yeah what, what along the lines of what you were saying Chris as well yeah awesome all right well let's go with our runner ups uh, I'll go first my Second favorite pick of the year was Transitions by Kira. And again, I kind of cheated here because I was like, (laughs) hey, I know what's happening in this person's life. And ah, I can see that. Cool. So like the the (laughs) article begins with uh, Kira, you know, talking about like writing the last bit of the exam. And I'm like, ah, yes, I can relate to that. Exams. Mm, Yeah. And um Even though I'm not at that same stage that you are, Kira, at graduating mm. and, uh, you know, looking at new prospects in life, I'm just kind of coming back. Um, I Yeah, it was really, uh, I really just enjoyed that idea of seeing where God takes you and having faith stepping out during these periods of transition to where God wants you next. So I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. That was actually written, and I think I think you already knew this, but this was written, like, basically on the afternoon after I sat my exam because I needed to put an article up, but because of my study, I just hadn't been able to write anything. And, look at and that. so I just, you know, sat down, wrote this article, 
and this was I wrote this while yeah I just finished my exam but also I had a job offer that I hadn't accepted or done anything with yet so truly it was me trying to just be in my brain and be like uh <laughs> <laughs> well I think it was very effective uh, yeah awesome you. all right Kira what was your runner-up for the yep. year my runner-up was Lost Art of Witnessing, and that was by Christopher. Hey. And I appreciated that one because witnessing and the idea of discipleship and everything around that is something that my I have to do mental gymnastics with, which is really weird. Because to me, it makes... In theory, it makes sense. But then in practice... I'm just like, whoa, like, I don't even know where to start. That's why that Subway story I, I thought was really amazing. But, you know, like, I, I struggle to talk to my neighbours, like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I think it's really good. Like, really practical, really, um, yeah, really practical, really doable. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Michael, what about yourself? Well, speaking of practical articles and... Uh, Sorry, Chris, I, I really, really enjoyed your articles as well. I really liked The Lost Art of oh, Witnessing. I really liked the theology of <laughs> memes. So I, I, I feel bad that you, you didn't make the top two for me, but... Um, That's all right, I'll you forgive. You probably made I'll three, forgive. four, or five. But, uh, Listeners, if, if Michael doesn't actually... turn up in the next few podcasts, you'll know why now. He's, <laughs> he's being... <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> Uh, He's on probation for insubordination <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this Mutiny. is not a dictatorship. <laughs> not at all. Uh, my runner-up article for 2019 is Empty Tank. Ah, oh, nice. By Kira as well. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> I, remember, um, I remember reading it. I, I read it back in... I think I read it back in April. Um it was it was funny it was it was on a day when i felt like my tank was empty as um personally i felt like i'd had a a big a big day of teaching and then i started reading and then and then kira talks about the same thing how she's had this big day of teaching but then it's interesting um it, it kind of it surprised me a little bit i thought that the direction she would go with it is god fills up your tank and he keeps it full but actually she she goes on to talk about this experience that she had and and the biggest point that she draws from it is one act of kindness can change someone's day completely. And, and it's just like, I mean, God wasn't afraid to get his hands dirty for us. God wasn't afraid to, to, to come and give literally everything he had to save us. And, and, and it, it challenged me. It said, what can you do to make someone's week a little better, to make someone's day a little bit better? And the, the real powerful message that I got from it was the best way to fill up our own tank is to fill someone else's. Mm. Mm. Um, when we feel like we have an empty tank you know what, one act of kindness doesn't just change the day of someone else, it changes our day as well, it, it really puts things into perspective, things that are important it, it brings them to the front and it says um, as much as you feel like things are are, are difficult for you um, how much you can be encouraged by, by helping someone else is, it, it just yeah, it, it, that, that to me was what really stood out, so that is my runner-up article for the awesome. year. Awesome. And, of course, you can find all of these recommended articles down in the description below. Now you know which are the top picks, the cream of the crop. If you want to have a look at the highlights of our year in 2019, these are the articles to check out. So, finally, our last segment will be... 
do you have any uh, recommendations for people? It's, it is Christmas, so we're looking for gifts to give. So here is a gift that we can give to our listeners. Is there any certain book or video or sermon or anything, uh, any other media this year that helped you guys spiritually that you would like to give back to the listeners and would recommend that they check out in the year 2020? Sure. Who's starting? Uh, Miss Kira, <laughs> would you like to go first? Yeah, no worries. Um, I'm glad you said other media because I love listening to music and tunes while I work. Oh, nice. And so there's a really cool band. Um, they're Christian and I think their songs are really accessible um, to people who aren't Christian and maybe haven't heard of the message before because they just sound so good and the band that i'm talking about is for king and country oh yes yeah great band beautiful beautiful songs like great messages and so they have a few albums out um the burn the ships album is really good and i actually saw that world tour that's a flex but you know really good um (laughs) and um the other one and this is probably my favorite CD right now because I've been listening listening to it in the car is um, Run Wild Love Strong Live Free All right. and the reason why it's so good is there are so many songs that are just uplifting and good but it also takes you on that journey that it's not always easy and the main message is you know rely on God come back to God so yeah I love that so I think that's my recommendation a good CD King and Country awesome I've been listening no... to one of their songs too that's been really good called Without You by for King Country as well. Oh, Listen that, to that one makes one me too. cry. I know, I know. Sorry, Chris, didn't mean to cut you off. Oh. Just... Oh, yep. no, I was just going to be. That was so sincere, and now mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, there's no recommendation for Kanye West's Jesus is King. Come on. <laughs> the, the Christian album. I mean, that is also a really decent bridge people who haven't heard about God or aren't interested yeah, in God. Yeah, I agree, yeah. As well, so maybe. I, I only yeah. Yeah. was reading recently about his Sunday services that he's holding where he's got all these celebrities coming on. I was like, hmm, that's, that's interesting. Interesting. What a, mm. what a legend. Um, <laughs> my recommendation is a book that you can easily get your hands on. It is called The Four Faces of Jesus and it's by one Robert McIver and this is a book that I kind of studied as uh, well part of my study this year but I really enjoyed it because it goes through all the four gospels and looks at what makes each of them unique, what are um, what different perspectives each author has on Jesus, who he is, his ministry and really when you read all four you get a very comprehensive picture of the life, ministry, and character of Jesus. So uh, I highly recommend it. It's also um, it's also not uh, like a kind of surface-level book. It goes really mm-hmm. deep, and it goes into some uh, really big questions and meaty topics, but it's not difficult to read. It's got lots of good stories to make things understandable. It's not dry. It's written in a very interesting way. So uh, it's... I suppose a high-minded book, but it's written in a way that really I think anyone can uh, read and understand and apply to their spiritual life. So, yeah, highly recommend. Mm, For sure. That's excellent. That sounds really good. And, Michael, what about yourself? Sure. Um, I have a couple of recommendations. The first one is a series of sermons, actually, called 
more about Jesus. They're um, they're actually an older series of sermons. Uh, all you need to do to find them, just search more about Jesus and search Morris and Lee Venden. Um, Chris might be able to put mm-hmm. the link in the description for that one. Yeah, for really, sure. really good series of sermons, and the they they're all focused on having a relationship with God, an authentic relationship with God. The main premise of the series is that Christianity is not about what you do; it's all about who you know. And mm. uh, listening to those this year actually have um, that, that has has really just transformed my uh, my my spiritual journey because it's transformed my my um, view of the character of God and. Uh, and has really encouraged me to know God and to have a personal relationship with God and to to um, to, to be well get better at that I suppose. The other book that I want to recommend is uh, it's a book by Gary Chapman. It's called The Love Languages of God. So he's mm-hmm. he he wrote the first book. It was it was called um, I think it's just called The Five Love Languages, and he talks about people relating to each other through different love languages, whether those be physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service. Uh, now, this book is really, really good because he he talks about how God speaks all five of those love languages and his basic premises, um, although people are diverse and different and we feel um, love in, and, and like reciprocate love in, in different ways, God speaks all of them. Um, mm. And... Yeah, yeah. Wow. It, just, it, it really helps, again, with uh, just connecting with God and having a personal relationship with God and really encourages you to... to uh, he's a Christian guy that, that wrote it, obviously, and it really encourages you just to go straight back to the Bible and just to read about God's promises and just to read about the life of Christ and just, um, yeah, just to really, really engage with uh, the character of God and get to know God better as well. So those are my two recommendations. Awesome. Mm. Well, I think uh, all of our Christmas listeners have a lot of things to enjoy over their Christmas holiday. Quite a few. Lots of, That's right. Lots of recommended things <laughs> to have a look at. Lots of good articles. We got sermons. Yeah. We got music. We got books. We got you guys covered. We have everything for you all. And there's a sneaky little Easter egg, or perhaps a Christmas gift, in the description down below. It's a little link. I'll I'll leave you guys to find it. Have a look for yourselves what it is. But I promise you will enjoy it. You will either laugh or cry. Or both. Or both. <laughs> you can find me on... Uh, if you're looking for my sermons on YouTube, there'll be a link to this podcast channel. Michael Godfrey is the name. Look it up. It should be in the description as well. And uh, Kira, how about you? Where can everyone find you? Yeah, um, YouTube... My name is Kiralee Josie, but, you know, there's some weird stuff there too. And um, Marty Warrior Ministries, writing those articles, doing the good stuff. Yeah, Christopher, where can these people find you? They can find me here on the podcast as well as on Marty Warrior Ministries as well. Pumping out some articles, doing the grind. And uh, <laughs> it's all about the grind. And so, look, we just want to say a big thank you to... All of you out there who have been listening to the After Sermon podcast this year. Mm. Um, if you've just joined on board this year, welcome to the gang. We hope that we'll have uh, lots more fun and learn lots more with you. And if you've been with us for a while now, we want to thank you for coming along with us on the ride for so long. Um, I know we really enjoy recording these podcasts and putting them out for you guys to listen to. 
And really, without you, there is no podcast. So we want to say a big thank you to you guys for making our 2019 such a good year as well. With that, um, we hope you've been blessed by this most recent of the After Seven podcasts. And with that said, have a good night and a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> awesome. And a Happy New Year. That's, that's going in. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, going, it's going in. It's going in. <laughs>